To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Donate positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Check out the Weeble app for free stocks. They got a big promotion this month. Go ahead and sign up. Just fund your account. Get that cash management going. You'll get, uh, I think, a dozen free stocks or something crazy like that. And I'll get free stocks simply by you uh, signing up and funding your account. There are other ways to do it. If you have questions, but of course, if you have questions, concerns, comments, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can hit me up on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. Um, and you can contact me through my website. Go ahead and check out all my channels and uh, posing music for you fitness competitors. Go ahead and hit me up. Good luck on your future shows. Um, nursing a bit of a sore throat so please uh i'm gonna go ahead and tough my way through it as i always do such is life just toughing through it so a little bit of tea please excuse me if i just i peel it back at least five percent am i allowed to at least do that just five percent okay thank you very much i appreciate it Ooh, tea Mm. let's get down and dirty this week let's get right to it i wanted to this has been um excuse me (laughs) <laughs> this has been on my mind since I posted it last week. Um, it's an addendum to last week's Q&A. Just one of them. And I'm not backtracking uh, what I said, but I actually am going to spread the uh, the pellet fire, per se. I'm going to cast a wider net of damage because I did miss a key point there, but I think some more bodies are going to have to stack up. Um, so th- this was about... Essentially, um, the mother... Okay, so there was a wedding, and this guy Dave was not invited to the wedding due to his political beliefs. Okay, fine. So due to him being conservative, the liberal... The mother basically said that the brother was not invited to the wedding. Okay. So they wrote him a note saying he would not be invited to the wedding, and then because he was not invited to the wedding... He did not. He did not give uh, a wedding gift. So generally, when he goes to weddings, he gives a, uh, a significant cash amount, a respectable cash amount, to the bride and groom. He was not invited, therefore, he did not give a gift. Now, I originally attacked attacked the mo- the mother of the daughter who's to be who is to be married, uh, stating that, you know, this is all a hundred percent her fault. Because, uh, you know, her husband said she should drop it, but she thinks that Dave's behavior is upsetting and embarrassing and thinks that his thinks that her brother should change her petty his petty behavior. So I went off on the mom, but I didn't realize that as I I realized that I misread it. Now, the mother, I originally thought that the daughter wanted this uncle who she gets along with really well to come to the wedding and then the mother said no he's not coming and then wrote the note it turns out or i it turns out as i read it again the daughter did not feel comfortable matter of fact she said she would feel unsafe 
if he was a guest. So she asked the daughter who said that she would feel unsafe if Dave came, told the mother, asked the mother not to invite him. All right, so. And then the bride stated that they were ex- um, they were counting on receiving that gift. Okay, so I'm, I'm just curious. Did you have a wedding just so you could receive money? Were you in this for the money? If you were, then I would just invite whoever gives the best gifts. Whoever gives the best gifts, whoever gives the most cash. But you didn't... So you didn't invite him. You told your mother not to invite him. And you're upset that you didn't get money from a person you didn't invite. That's to be expected. If I would understand if Dave went to the wedding and didn't give a gift in any capacity that could that would be kind of upsetting all right but that's a different topic you didn't invite him you stated due to his conservative beliefs he would not be uh present or welcome at the wedding and you told your mother don't invite him all right i lambasted your mother a hundred percent i'm taking 50 percent of that and i'm putting it solely on you your mother still did it. Didn't try to convince you otherwise. Basically just wrote the note. And your mother trashed her brother after she, he didn't give a gift. You didn't want him there. And now you're upset that you didn't get a gift. This is 50% on you. Or maybe 100% can go to both of you. You didn't invite somebody due to their beliefs that you somebody you got along with. This person was expecting to come to your wedding simply because they got you got along. But you were only going to invite him. Were you only going to invite him because he gave you money? But you didn't. Well, first of all, you didn't invite him at all. So don't expect the money. Don't expect him to not come and then send you cash. You don't appreciate him. Therefore, why should he reciprocate any love or any warmth towards you? You kicked him to the curb because he thinks differently. And how do you know he was going to be an issue at the wedding to begin with? You threw him, you, it says it right here, that you're politically progressive, that all your friends, blah, 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 and they've always had, she and Dave have always had a good relationship, you thought. Was, I'll ask the questions, was this during COVID? Was this during, uh, was there a guest capacity? Was there anything that was stopping you other than his conservative beliefs from inviting him to the wedding. That's a great... I mean, that is the thing. From what I see here and what I read, you didn't want him there, your mother didn't invite him, therefore, and you didn't get a, and you didn't get a gift from him, and now you're upset about it, and so is your mom. So screw you both. Screw you both. Greedy, narcissistic, don't care about your uncle's feelings at all. But then again, why should he? Nobody gives a shit about what a man thinks. So... Whatever. Quite frankly, you alienated your uncle. Don't expect a gift. Or, well, you can, but don't get your. But you don't deserve one. You don't deserve a gift. You you don't even deserve his. You don't even deserve a fucking a card in the mail. But I originally. 
threw it all on the mom, but I didn't realize I re I read the I read the Q and A wrong, and it turns out she the daughter didn't want him there either. And look, I have a rule about weddings. You can invite whomever you please. It's your wedding. It's your moment. It's your time. It's supposed to be a great day for the bride and groom, or at least the bride. And if you don't want to invite somebody, that is your prerogative. However, if you don't invite them, you don't get rights or privileges to a gift. Don't expect that. If you invited 10 people, expect some type of gift from those 10 people. Don't expect a gift from the 11th person. You singled this person out. This strictly this person due to their due to their political or their conservative feelings on things. Great. Fantastic. And if that's the way you want to go through life, good on you. Good luck. And quite frankly, you're more than welcome to. Just don't expect cash from them. Anyways. Hmm. Um, wanted to get that out of the way because it was on my brain. It was on my brain. It, I, I left it unsaid. I had to get it out there because it was, you know, I miss I misread it. I misread that and I wanted to not backtrack but spread that fire out a little bit because I don't appreciate the mother in handling of all this and I don't appreciate the daughter. The husband said that she should drop it. I respect the husband for saying that. Um, and I understand why Dave feels alienated and therefore did not send a gift. I don't feel it to be petty at all. You know? So, while, and it says at the bottom, while my daughter is young and just starting out. Well, if she's just starting out, she has to learn consequences to her actions. She's taking on a big responsibility by getting married. She should understand by not inviting people or not appreciating people for who they are also has consequences you have to live with that don't be upset about it it's your fucking problem uh moving on i did um i'll be I, w I wasn't feeling my best this week i mean i did what i could but i took it a little bit slower uh, especially yesterday and i was like anyway, it's friday i want to take chase to the park and on my way back i'm like you know what i think I've been losing a significant amount of weight. I feel pretty good. I look decent. Um, I look like I don't look like a complete piece of shit. I'm gonna grab myself a shake, a Wendy's shake. I've been thinking about it, and it's like hmm, I'm thinking about it, and I see it. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, I've been saving, been working hard, saving money, just like all this crazy stuff, the mental gymnastics I put my through, just so I can have a fucking strawberry milkshake. First of all, the prices at Wendy's are insanity. Okay. Like, I went there to get, like, a meal. A meal is 15 20 bucks for Wendy's. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll be honest with you. I think Wendy's has definitely surpassed Burger King and McDonald's. I think Burger King has essentially quit, and McDonald's has mostly just gone on autopilot. But their prices certainly haven't. They've gone straight to the moon. To the moon! So... The conspiracy theorist, or not the conspiracy theorist, but I get why this shake exists. I, I, was, I sat there with this little shake in my hand, and 
first of all, the line wasn't crazy. I wasn't going to sit there in line. I just walked in, grabbed my stuff, and left. But I found it fascinating that with everything going on, like all the world events, all the conspiracies, all the things that are taking place, the inflation, the lockdowns, the mandates, the war in Ukraine, uh, the homeless problem, the drug problem, the presidential elections, the government elections, the, uh, the, the, the Nord Stream pipeline, the drug cartels, you know, the riots in France, everything that's going on right now. And yet it seems like that Wendy's strawberry milkshake was just genetic, chemically designed with each sip to make you forget everything that's coming your way, everything that's going on, everything with each little slurp of that straw made you forget about everything that was going on while you were going through that shake. It was just, it was so weird. I was sitting there thinking about this and it's like, ah, it doesn't matter. Just get to the next sip. Central bank digital currencies, social credit scores, government control. Weed is still a Schedule 1 drug. Billions of dollars are going to a proxy war in Ukraine. $70 billion just got pumped into the IRS so they can kick down your door and shoot your dog. Over a half a million people in the United States are currently homeless. No one knows who left the cocaine in the White House, even though the freaking Secret Service did a preliminary search of the entire place. And all of a sudden, the surveillance doesn't happen to pinpoint anything out whatsoever. Take another sip. Big Pharma controls all the mainstream media. Cell phone data is being collected by the federal government since the early 2000s. Members of the CIA probably killed Kennedy. Around 20% of people in the United States are on some type of psychiatric RX medication. Around 40% of Americans are obese and that number is skyrocketing. And that's when I reached the bottom of the shake. It made me forget all of those things that are taking place right now as we speak and nothing's being done and that is a micro fraction of all the things that are taking place right now and you for the most part don't have any control over it because the one thing that the constitution did not account for was the stock market and its ability to lobby control over the federal government sorry I mean, look, not every piece of paper is written to perfection. The Constitution Bill of Rights is essentially the best version of that. Uh, even the Bible, it's got some flaws in it. Let's be honest. There are a few things in there that could be misconstrued. Um, but I feel like the federal, I feel like the Constitution did not account for the stock market, for shareholders, for the lobbying that could come from those shareholders. And the fact that it is now, we didn't ha- we didn't really have this problem until the government and the stock market connected. Once they started touching tips, everything became a problem. Everything started to get, uh, uh, you know, controlled. And now it seems like this kind of push-button totalitarianism with all the ta- all, all the digital tracking. 
basically everything going to electric, everything being traceable, GPS, smartphones, smart speakers, chips in your brain, chips in your ass, chips in your shelf. Everything seems to be like, all right, we're heading towards this moment where all I got to do is push the button and there's nothing you can do. They don't like you, they can freeze your account. They don't like you, they can black bag you and disappear. They don't like you, they can freeze your paycheck and, and force you out of your job. They tried to mandate stuff on you about two years ago. Don't think that it wouldn't happen again. They're signing paperwork with the WHO, binding resolutions. It means that if the WHO decides that they don't like something or they consider something a public health emergency, they say to the local government, i.e. the local government just happens to be the United States or the EU, that hey shut it down don't let these people talk we'll decide for to for you we'll decide whether or not this is true that is true that's a problem and you'll never know it existed if it wasn't for places like rumble and squarespace and substack and multiple other external platforms spotify you would still be believing that everything was set that was said on cnn was true You'd still think that sugar was good for you and uh, fats aren't. Hell, how long did it take for us to find out that cigarettes were actually a carcinogen? How long were trans fats on the shelves? How long was the government actually spying on us? How much information are they covering up about the Kennedy assassination? How much more information is out there that we don't know about that we're being denied because they kind of want to push us in this direction. Always need a little bit more control, need a little bit more. The most obese thing right now is the federal government and all this stuff they are 100% responsible for. Joined and locked in arms with the big pharmas and the big Lockheed Martins and the big whatever the fuck. And they are 100% responsible for the drug problem in America, for the psychiatric mental problems in America, for the homeless problem in America due to ever-rising inflation, for the cartel problems down in Mexico, for the failed states across the world, for the wars across the world, for the Ukraine war, for everything that is wrong. It is 100% due to the centralized power. And you think that a central bank digital currency is going to be the most efficient way for us to get shit done. It is also the efficient, uh, most efficient way for the federal government to stifle your speech and basically flat you, flatten you into submission. You, you say one thing wrong, quote, wrong, wrong think, wrong speech. Do one thing wrong, and they will implode you faster than the Titan sub. I remember when they laid out the website and all the processes for the Affordable Health Care Act in the early 2000s. It was a fucking disaster. The site was an absolute mess. Your options weren't there. People were still bowing out. It was a disaster. And you want them running the trains? You want them running the traffic? You want them running your bank account, your investments? You want to let them into your homes? Whatever happened to your individuality, your self-responsibility, but people don't care. They just want to keep slurping that milkshake. And I got a taste of that, pardon the pun, just sitting there in that parking lot. Blue skies, top down, consumers everywhere. 
just watching them as I slurped that milkshake and all those things that I just laid out to you faded off into the sunset like they were never a problem to begin with. Go ahead, drink this milkshake. It's okay. Everything is going to be fine. You are safe. Safe under the delicious, chemically balanced flavor of this strawberry milkshake. Because when you wake up tomorrow, everything will be just fine. Go ahead, put this chip in your head. Go ahead, put that VR goggle over your face. Go ahead, give us all of your information. We're going to do good things with it. It's all right. You're in good hands with us. Oh, that's all right. We'll make sure that you're spending your money the right way. An IRS agent will be at your door shortly. Please refrain from all sudden movements. That's what we're heading towards. Thank God we have voices like Russell Brand and Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi. But quite frankly, I think these people could be off in a second. And it will immediately, the moment it happens, it will be last page news. That being said, while we still have some individuality left in us, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Also, check out the Weeble app while it's still controlled by something other than the federal government. You'll get free stocks just by signing up for your account. There's IRA. There's cash management, which is fantastic with high interest rates right now. What is a, This is a great way to get your portfolio moving. You'll also get free stocks to begin your investment. Um... And I'll get free stock simply by you signing up and funding your account. When you sign up for your account and just put money into it, there's technically no strings attached. You're basically putting your money into a, into a FDIC'd or federally backed bank account that pays you interest. That's it. You don't have to invest in anything. There's a lot of great things about this and it puts you in control. It's available for desktop, tablet, or smartphone. Uh, I would like to move to Q&A, and then I would like to close up shop for this week's program. So if you have questions, concerns, comments, go ahead and email me directly at my website. Just go to the contact section. Thank you very much. Well, let's move to some Q&A that I hopefully don't have to have an addendum for. Let me get a sip of my tea, and then we'll move forward. Mmm. What is this I'm drinking, by the way? Mint medley by the Bigelow. Was it ethical for me to withhold a very desirable concert ticket from a teenager and suggest he get a no she get a nosebleed seat instead? This past school year, I hosted a European exchange student. Although she was lovely, it wasn't easy with other teenagers in the house, and the stress and awkwardness became too much. With the help of the program coordinator, she was moved to another home in the district. And while the move was handled with care and compassion, the displacement caused her angst. Looming in the future where the tickets I'd purchased to the Taylor Swift era tour intended my family intended for the family members and my student. The purchase was when the purchase was made, the student's father reimbursed me the cost of her ticket. At the time of the move out, the student wrote me a very hurtful letter, telling me how about how adults should act and how my children were spoiled. I was hurt and angered. There were there was little gratitude for the months in which I poured my soul into protecting her and treating her like a daughter. In that chaotic emotional confrontation, I did say that she could still come to the concert, but I quickly regretted it. It also became clear 
the concert was going to be more of a weekend, more like a weekend away, a two-hour drive, all-day tailgating, an overnight at a hotel, and the thought of creating an awkwardness for everyone meant. For everyone, it meant risking ruining the entire expensive experience. About three weeks before the event, we made a final decision not to take the student with us. We notified the student's father, who demanded that I transfer the ticket to him so that his daughters could still attend the concert. I refused. Because if I did so, the student would be sitting right next to us at the concert. Instead, we suggested he buy a nosebleed ticket for over $1,000. And we offered 500 to partly cover the cost and the, cover the difference in cost. The original ticket was 350 but now but was now worth over 3000 on the on the resale market as it was much closer to the stage the father refused this offer so we refunded him the original $350 ticket cost and took another friend in the exchange student's place what was the ethical thing to do well the original agreement was that the ticket was purchased by the um, by the biological father Ticket was purchased by him. So essentially, he has the overall decision of what to do with it. If he wants his money back, he gets his money back. Um, plus, you know, probably some damages or something like that. But it's up to it's up to the biological father what to do actually with the ticket. Regardless of... I'm not going to say anything about the Taylor Swift thing. I'm just going to focus on the thing at hand here. Uh, it's the student's right... Well, it's not the student's right. It's the father's right. What the ticket be trans? If the ticket should be transferred to him, so that his daughter could still attend the concert, that's that. It's as simple as that. I understand that you um, housed this person, but you also moved this person. And although I don't, uh, my initial knee-jerk reaction is that the the exchange student shouldn't have written a letter. I don't, uh, or quote a hurtful letter. I don't know if indeed she was wrong and maybe what she said maybe the fact that she said it but here's the thing are your children spoiled i mean obviously if it's an exchange student um maybe they come from a more developing country and they see things differently and they have different um customs so i would expect things to be a little bit different coming out of her face but uh, her adapting to our customs is important but I think when you break it down, it is considered a loss. It's a sad situation. But the money or the ticket, however decided, should have gone back to the biological father. He paid for it. That's the end of it. Let's move on to the next one. <clears throat> How can I get my employee to stop embarrassing me by paying for business meals with cash? One of the, my employees embarrassed me at a business lunch. When it came time to pay, everyone took out their own credit card or debit cards or their company one. My employee paid with cash with exact change and also left a cash tip. Well, good for him. When I spoke to her about it, she didn't see what she did wrong. There were four other people from different companies at this lunch. My employee said she doesn't have a debit or credit card and uses cash exclusively. Okay. I explained this as is not acceptable for business meals and events, but says she will continue using cash only. She is different. She's under 25 she's under 25 and does not have social media or any other internet presence. And when her name is searched, nothing comes up. She has a landline and no bubble phone, and she doesn't own a TV of any kind of streaming service. When she isn't job searching, she only uses checks. Uh, she only, oh, when she isn't job searching, she only checks her email once or twice a week. But she doesn't see why using cash, uh, see why using cash in a business meal or event is a faux pas or misstep. 
As her supervisor, am I able to mandate her to use an electronic payment? She has refused all attempts so far and says she won't change. I actually, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, so even as if it's a business thing, um, hold on, first off, so one of my employees embarrassed me at a business lunch. So if it's a business lunch, isn't it one person that should be paying for it? So you made, so this person went to a business lunch, was not paid for, and they paid, and they left the tip. So what's the problem? If you're not paying for them, you don't get to dictate how they pay. They could have ripped out a fucking coupon for all I care. The cash, I find that this employee is actually at surface level viewing quite responsible. So the employee paid with cash and left a cash tip. Great. That's great that you did that. It's great for the for the server. It is, believe me. Financially, it's great for the server because she has something. They have something fluid that they can use. Um, the your balance, the, the 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 employee's balance sheet, sheet seems like it's very responsible. They don't use a debit or credit card. They use cash exclusively. They stay off social media. Um, this is a new thing that people that a lot of kids are doing right now. I'm not going to say all kids, but believe me, I I live in a, a town that, you know, is exclusively run by fucking student loans. Um, but the thing, this hot, this, this trend, this viral trend of just using cash only and tracking everything with, you know, your envelopes and stuff like that, it's very, it's very cool. It's something I'd like to get back to a little bit as well. Um, because I have one credit card. Well, let's say I only have one credit card with a balance on it. That's the one I basically use. Everything else has been zeroed out. My personal loan's been paid. My American Express has been paid. I don't have any student loans. I don't have any card loans. I don't have any of that stuff. I don't have any streaming services except for Pandora Music, which is peanuts. I'm, I admire her ability to track um, her finances. They spend less. They save more. They don't get distracted by things on social media because that is a rabbit hole that can really uh, occupy a lot of your day. They don't have any social media of any kind. Great. No mobile phone. That's actually awesome. It's like you're not no mobile phone. You're not being. You can't really be tracked. You are carefree when you leave the house. You have your cash, which means you have power. If you're walking out the door. And you get on your scooter, your motorcycle, your your car, and you drive into town, and you don't have a phone on you, you have power. But you have you have cash, you have power. You can go anywhere you want. You can put coins, you can put money in the coin machine. You can walk into a place and buy shit. A lot of places are cash. A lot of places are becoming more cash only too, because the fees associated with swiping a credit card or processing fees, they're 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 legit. There's a there's pl- there's a place in I think in the West Village of New York City where it's strictly cash only because they hate the man. You know they hate the government they hate that shit, and it keeps price it keeps costs down because they don't have to account for that processing fee. They don't have to account for you know all that so they can write paper checks to their employees. They always have change. It's phenomenal. There are some risks to it, but I know that Brian Kim of uh, Clear Tax value was just talking about this as well and there's a lot of upside including online identity theft 
where your risk is significantly lowered due to the fact that you're just walking around in cash. I'm getting, I'm guessing that you're not walking around with a lot of cash, but you're walking around with enough to be responsible with and to pave your way throughout the day. And there's no law or there's no business rule saying you must pay this type of way at a business meal if you as the supervisor aren't paying. They had to go to this business meal and they had to pay for their own meeting meal. And they tipped? Good on them. I don't see any problems here. There's nothing wrong with this employee. And quite frankly, there's no I don't think you can mandate this. I don't I just don't think you can unless you give them a a gift uh, a debit card for them to use but quite frankly, you're making a mountain out of nothing. Flat planes. Bullshit. And it's not unprofessional in any way. It's actually kind of badass. Let's move on to the next one. Should I tell my daughter-in-law to look in the mirror after I forwarded her a newsletter about manipulation and relationships? My son and daughter-in-law are living in our second home while their work situation stabilizes. She has revealed to us that she was abused as a child and has some problems. Okay. I would like to see her get some counseling, and I have offered to pay for it. While searching for help for her, I signed up for a mental health newsletter. I send them a co- I send a copy to them both when it seems like a topic that applies. The recent newsletter was about manipulation and relationships. I got a short reply from her that basically said, "Your son does all these things to me: gaslighting, lying, emotional blackmail, etc." From my perspective, she does all those things, all these things to him. I want to tell my son that she blames him, or I want to tell her to look in the mirror and assess her own behavior. My husband says, drop it. I am conflicted. Um, well, okay. So you're officially butting into somebody else's relationship. I kind of have a thing where, uh, um, eh, actually that doesn't apply. I'll refract, refrain from that. The thing is, is you as the you're not in the relationship. You obviously have a connection to your son, um, which is understandable. If the son ever needs anything, you should be there for him. Um, that's understandable. The daughter-in-law, it's more of a privilege. The thing is, though, if there is a problem in the relationship that you see, you need to just bring it up with your son. And you need to ask your son. First of all, ask your spouse first. Okay, and it says here that um, your husband says drop it. Okay, so your husband says drop it. If you still think there's a problem, you can bring it up to the son. And if if the son says there's no problems, I think it's fine, blah, 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 then you can't. You can't go any farther than that. I understand that they're living in your second home while they work out their situ- their, their job situation or whatever. Um, I understand that. I f- think, though, you should probably come up with a plan for how long they're intending to stay in the second home. Because um, I just see that coming up in the future. But the thing here about the gaslighting, the lying, the emotional blackmail, that is for your that's for your son to discover. You can point it out to him. You can talk to him about it. Be like, listen, she said these things to me, blah, 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 blah. She's accusing. She essentially, well, here's the thing. 
you sent a thing about mental health. She replied that your son does all these things to me. So she's essentially accusing, accusing your son of all these emotional things. Well, you need to bring it up to the son. You need to let him know that your do- your wife is accusing you of these things. What do you say to this? And is there anything I can do to help you? If you want me to stay out of it, I will stay out of it. I have my own feelings about it, but at the end of the day, it is your relationship. Let me know how I can help. I love you. That's it. And that's what you do. Um, that's as far as you can go, though. People do have to ultimately live their lives with the choices they make. And ultimately, this is only a surface-level question because I don't know what else is taking place. I don't know what's not being put in. I don't know what's being mis... You know, I, I don't. I don't know. So I'm not going to go beyond what I read. But, yeah. Bring it up to the sun because the sun has essentially been been accused of gaslighting, lying, emotional blackmail, and so, all this, so on and so forth. He deserves to know that his daughter, that the daughter-in-law says these things about him. It's only fair. Let's move on to the next one. How can I get my former real estate agent to stop showing up at my house unannounced? A real estate agent helped us through numerous deals within a short 18 months, expertly, deftly, and patiently. Cool. In the end, she closed a total of five local sales, all through us. Because of this, she won an award from her prestigious agency and became their number one regional agent. She still texts calls and emails often, wanting to get together for lunch, coffee, dinner, and etc. While working together, she took out several she we took her out several times to thank her for her efforts. But it's been a year since we closed everything. We are maxed out, both emotionally and financially. After declining her invitations many times, I am at a loss. I avoid her calls. This leads to her texting, which I also now ignore. And when all else fails, she shows up at our house. Well, she's definitely a sales girl. If we are not home, she will ring the doorbell, not uh, knowing that because my elderly father lives with us there, there will be at least one adult at home at all times. Last time, she showed up with chocolates and candy, which my father-in-law ate. Nice. I asked her not to bring any more sweets because they endanger his health. <laughs> and she got mad that, and then announced that she would bring yellow cake soaked in condensed milk. Ooh, that sounds really good, actually. Bring that to my doorstep. She has also consistently updated us on our old homes, telling us the buyers are now doing what they are now doing with the houses. Oh, she's like a fucking word of mouth Pinterest. This also tells me she's constantly dropping in on these other properties. I do not want these updates, and I told her so. I have refused her invitations for a year. I've asked her not to bring sweets. I have told her that I don't need updates. I am now ignoring her texts and phone calls. The last time she showed up, I stayed out of sight, and I could hear her asking about me at the front door. Is there anything else I could be doing? I can't take much more of this. Um, she needs a talking to, and yeah, she needs a talking to. You need to talk to her. Be like, you know, I mean, look, I think the relationship can actually be uh, salvaged. You know, I guess I'm just being an optimist here. Uh, I'm not normally one. I think that first you start with the person. And you start with the company that she works for, and then you take it legal. I think that's the proper steps. From what I'm reading, I get that you, uh, you know, sh- you did a lot of stuff with her in the beginning. And actually, hold on a second here. 
Are you a guy or a girl? Did you do anything with this person? I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. God, I hope not. Um, that would make it really awkward because you're just trying to avoid her and stuff like that, but you don't want to just kick her to the curb because maybe she'll say some stuff that uh, you don't want your wife to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to assume that that's not the case, and I'm talking, this is a woman uh, here that is writing this. Um, but I think, yeah, talk to her first, tell her what's up, talk to the firm, tell them what's up, then you talk to the police, you tell them what's up. That's how you do it. Uh, can we do one more? We can always do one more. Am I right to be annoyed that my sisters in law, my sisters, ooh, multiple, in law reacted badly to my suggestion of making them compete to be my child's godmother? My husband and I are pregnant with our first child, and we're thrilled. We're trying to decide who to ask to be the baby's godmother. My brother will be the godfather. A godfather. And the only two real options are my husband's two sisters, Anne and Beth. In order to help us decide who to pick, I suggested to Anne and Beth that we could have a fun contest to determine who would be godparent. I was thinking something along the lines of a quiz on babies and baby care, which we could record and share with family online. Anne seemed reluctant, and Beth outright refused, so I dropped it. The problem now is that Anne and Beth are being chilly to me, both of them. Anne is one of my best friends, and while we're still talking, she's been more distant in our chats. My mother-in-law says it's because Anne and Beth have not always had a great relationship, and the idea of competing probably triggered something. But I didn't think there would be an issue since they made up over a year ago. My husband says my husband says to drop it. I'm hearing a lot of drop it's lately, and that Anne and Beth will warm up when it's closer to my due date. But I'm kind of annoyed at both of them because I don't think I could I did anything wrong. How should I approach this? You don't take godparents as a quote fun and games fun contest type of thing. Like, these people could ultimately be responsible for the welfare of your child somewhere down the line. Um, you just pick the person who you think is the best suited for the role, or you pick them both or something to that effect because you don't make a fun contest out of it. That just sounds stupid. That's just dumb. You know? I don't know. It doesn't... One of them will want one of them will want to ultimately do it, and the other one will ultimately stand down. They won't fight over it. I don't think. I don't think that's not something they something they want. And yeah, you should drop it because you've clearly pissed off a few people, and you should listen to them because if you want them to remain as some type of family, you uh, you you fucking you need to drop it. You and I'm who's to say they even want to be godparents? Either one of them. And maybe there is somebody better. Why did you pick them? Why did you decide to make it a fun contest, though? I don't get why you would think. That's just silly. That's just silly bananas. Silly bananas. Why would you do that? Have a fun contest to determine who would be godparent. You've been watching way too much reality survivor naked and afraid TV show bullshit. Ugh. Starting to feel bad for your child. In the meantime, we're at 42 minutes. I think we'll go ahead and close up shop for this week's podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, go ahead, like, subscribe. Hit me up on my website, positivesarcasm.com, in the contact section. If you um, want to use the Weeble app, go ahead and use my fill link in the description down below. Sorry I didn't um, um, show the, 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 the fucking Q&As this week. Uh, just didn't really come to mind. I just wanted to like focus on reading them, making sure they were correct, and going from there. 
Um, but normally I look forward to showing to showing them to you. If you have any questions, you can go to dig.com. You can look up good question and you can read these for yourself. Or if you want, email me at positive sarcasm at outlook.com and I'll send you the link um, to the good question section. Um, they're not originally for me, but I like to jump in and sometimes make pe- make lives people make the lives of people more complicated. But questions, concerns, comments, email me through my website, Weeble app, affiliate link in the description down below, positivesarcasm.com slash donate, and email it's appreciated. Video version of this podcast is exclusive to Rumble. Uh, audio version of this podcast anywhere where podcasts are available, including Substack. And of course, both downloadable and streamable from my website, positivesarcasm.com. In the meantime, if you want to check out my other channels, you can. But in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll check in on y'all next week, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. All this